0: Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And this week in our on our Word for the Day episodes, we're going to focus on the second coming of Jesus. So we're leading into the first Sunday of Advent. and the season of Advent, if you listened last week, um, is about the coming of Jesus. And, and we look at his coming in three ways. His past coming at Christmas in the first century and he's born, his coming into our lives now. Uh, really through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, him bringing the Holy Spirit, bringing Jesus in our lives, and then Jesus coming back. And on the first Sunday of Advent, that's the theme we'll look at. So I want to lead into that by talking through some things around that. Um, my homily on Sunday, obviously, won't be able to go into every detail around the second coming, but I want to talk about that. So let's just start out by defining some terms or defining some concepts in this first episode. Uh, first episode, excuse me. So, part of our faith as Christians is we believe that Jesus is alive. He rose from the dead bodily, and then 40 days after his resurrection, he ascended into heaven. We'll talk about heaven and earth in another episode. It's an important concept to get clear how the Bible thinks about that and how it plays into this topic. So, he ascended to the heavenlies bodily. So, Jesus is alive now. He's still fully God and fully man. And it says, um, before he ascended in Matthew 28, that all authority in heaven on earth had been given to him. So he is king of kings. He is Lord of lords. He reigns now, but his reign is hidden. But he promised one day that he would return. In fact, in Acts, the version of the ascension recorded there, the apostles are sort of, you know, they're just in wonder as Jesus has ascended and an angel says, look, This Jesus you saw ascend, he'll come back in the same way. So there's going to come a point when history, as we know it, comes to an end. Jesus will return. When that happens, he will come and reign as king. And he will come and reign as king over a new heaven and a new earth. We're going to unpack all this, but I want to make sure we sort of have the the basic motifs in place. So this earth will go on and exist, but it'll be a new version. And then the heavenly place the space where god and the 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 unseen or invisible part of creation is will be renewed as well so he'll come to reign and then when he comes to reign at his coming there will also be a great judgment and so all the people that have existed do exist and will exist will stand before jesus and everyone will have to acknowledge that jesus is lord that's philippians 2 then there'll be a judgment that separates those who will spend eternity in the kingdom of God, and those who will spend eternity in judgment outside of the kingdom. What we often the place we often call hell, and that's part of the story. That's not a fun part of the story, but it's part of it. And Jesus is very bold in talking about that. Um, and then um, those who are in Christ will go to be in this new heaven and new earth. All things will be new, it says in Revelation when Jesus comes. And so probably the the shortest way to think about that is all sin and evil and death will be gone. And so everything that flows out of those realities will be gone. All injustice, all evil, all cruelty, everything that's bad is gone. Nothing but good. The air we breathe is the love of God, our love for God, his love for us, our love for one another, loving his creation, delighting in him and everything being blessed and all the curse removed so that in a sense you can say where the bible started the bible ends except it's a new creation a new heaven and there's blessing that's even greater than the original creation and so as christians we call that our our hope that's the goal of our salvation to be part of that eternal kingdom that's why we're saved by jesus now there's more to it than that he wants to do work in our lives now um, But in many ways, and this will be a point in my homily, I believe, I'm I'm working already, but it might change between now and Sunday. This is Monday as I record this, um, is that really this life, you could say, is about getting ready for that life. So this life is about getting ready for that life. And that's two dimensions. One is to make sure we are in Christ, that we've come to a place where we have understand that I'm a sinner. Because I'm a sinner, I am under God's judgment and I deserve that. But Jesus has died for my sins, so I can be forgiven of all my sin, past, present, future. And so I receive Jesus as my forgiver and I receive his perfect forgiveness. I receive God's forgiveness and love. And then also receive Jesus as my Lord. I, I let him be the boss of my life. And as best as I know, I surrender myself to him. Of course, we have to live that out. But but once I make that central decision that I'm in Christ, then I'm I have salvation. That's really what it means to become a Christian. And then I have to live as a Christian, live that out. And we call that living as a disciple of Jesus. When I make that first decision, I become a disciple or a learner or a follower of a student or a student of Jesus. And I now live out my life of discipleship. And all that I live for the Lord will go with me into the future kingdom. So that's what we really believe. Oftentimes in sermons, if you're around our parish, St. Patrick's, I'll say, we don't believe in life after death. We believe in life after life after death. I stole that from a biblical theologian named N.T. Wright. But it's such a great little phrase. So if I die today or you were to die before any of us die, 40 years from now, but it's before Jesus comes back, that part of us that's not physical will go to be with the Lord. Paul writes about this in Philippians. He says, hey, you know, if my life ends now, I'll go be with the Lord. And he says to be with the lord is what i prefer it's it's better than being here so whatever that is that what we often call going to heaven that's a blessed thing that's a good thing it's better than here but it's just an intermediate state but when jesus returns all of us who are alive in christ will be transformed so we'll kind of go through resurrection <laughs> without having to die wouldn't that be cool but all of us who have died are—we will come back alive again in that, that a non-physical part of us will be reunited with the physical part of us and will be a full, whole human being in a new glorified body, resurrected like Jesus was resurrected. And that's our hope, that we will rise again in the last day and be with King Jesus you know, on this earth somehow forever and ever. Whatever that fully means, we don't know. There's great mystery. In 1 Corinthians 13, St. Paul says, we, "We old translations said, we see through a glass darkly. Newer ones say we see in a mirror dimly. And the idea is in like an ancient Roman world, they had mirrors, but they were like polished metal. And it was really like faint and distorted. It was not like a mirror that you know. And so to look in a mirror, you could sort of see yourself and actually be super rich to afford one. So poor people didn't get a chance to see themselves. But you just sort of saw the bare outlines of who you are. He says that's kind of what we're given. We're given enough to know how to live now to get ready for that day. But right now we're given the bare outlines. So um I hope that was clear. But that's sort of the, the basic story. Now, what I want to do in the next four podcasts is kind of go back and deal with particular pieces of the story and talk about the second coming of Jesus, our hope, and what we wait for now as Christians on this side of the ascension of Jesus. God bless and have a great day.